If you're dreaming, God is speaking. And what better way to learn to interpret your dreams than the Breathing Underwater membership? This is a monthly subscription mentorship where you will have access to monthly live Zoom calls where we do live interpretations and learn to hone our skills together in community. You will also have access to a private Facebook group with weekly video teachings, and there's more. You will also have a one-on-one 60-minute coaching call with me every month, and all for less than the price of a single coaching session. Because it is my heart to walk alongside you and see you grow into all that God has for you. So sign up today, join the community. We would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Margot. This is Breathing Underwater, in case you didn't figure that out yet. And we love to talk about the deep things of God and the deep things of the Spirit and learn more about Him and about ourselves and about His language. Today is episode 22, which just still happens to be a very special number to me. And I believe, actually, 22 is a pretty special number to many people. When I'm having conversations about numbers that people are seeing consistently, 22 or 222 is one that comes up often. So I really sensed that we were meant to take space and expand a little bit on what the number 22 means. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to jump into that in just a moment. But first, I just want to say, if you're new to the podcast, one thing we do is we really like to talk about the interpretation or the symbolism for different numbers, because God speaks to us in metaphor and symbolism, and numbers are a way that he does that. And it just so happens that in the Hebrew alphabet and in Hebrew culture, numbers and dates all really mean something. In fact, every letter of the Hebrew alphabet represents a number. So there is so much we could geek out on in the numbers realm when it comes to God speaking, but we're just doing it on a simpler level here. But because of that, you might see a number in your dream, or you might be entering into a a hotel room and you see a number on the door in a dream, or you just consistently run into a number in your waking life where, oh my gosh, I just paid $2.22 again. Oh, interesting. I just went to, to a restaurant and they gave me number 22 as my number. When you start to see patterns, when you start to see things repeat, those are little confirmations of God trying to get your attention. And sometimes, especially with numbers, it can be a little frustrating because we don't know what it means right away. And what I have found is that when we are a, just acknowledging, all right, I think this might be God. There's This has come up a couple times. Then that gives us space to get more curious and give God a place to start to speak to us. And I love to just Google, what does the Hebrew number 22 mean? What does the number two mean in Hebrew? And just see what happens, see what numbers come up as biblical numbers and what they mean. That's a great place to start. But really give God and the Holy Spirit time to unfold what he's saying to you. Sometimes these little confirmations are really just God saying, hey, I'm with you. 
I know you. I see you. I often look at the, the clock right at 8.21, which is my birthday. August 21 is my birthday. So 8.21 in the morning and the evening, I'm often just glancing at the clock without meaning to. And in those moments, I know it's God just saying, I see you. I know you. I'm here. I love you. It's sometimes just as simple as that. And other times, these signs and these numbers are really leading us. They're showing us at the path to go or confirming you're on the right path. Or maybe they're even speaking to um, a, a detour or a new path. So it's important that we do pay attention to these things because God speaks through all kinds of ways that are confounding to our natural mind. We need to be alive in our spirit. We need to be childlike and curious to catch what God is saying. We are back to talk about 22. And before I actually speak to 22, I'm going to talk about 222 because we're seeing triplicates often lately, aren't we? Yes, 111, 333. 222 has a really significant meaning and it has a couple different significant meanings, but I'm going to start with one that really is the premise of this podcast. And this interpretation comes from the book of Daniel. So if you have a Bible, turn with me there. Otherwise, I'm going to read it to you, so don't worry. We're looking at Daniel 2.22. Here we go. And this is after a really interesting thing transpires where Daniel is in Babylon. He and the other Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, I forget their names when they change them, but they are all considered to be wise men, and they are Israelites, and they are set apart unto God. And Nebuchadnezzar is this ungodly ruler who has had a dream that he needs interpreted, and he is really upset that his magicians and diviners that he has in his court are not able to do it. He went to them and basically said, not only do I want you to interpret this dream, but I want you to tell me what the dream is before you interpret it. I'm not even going to tell you what the dream is. You have to know what my dream was because then I will know that you truly hear from God. I mean, that's a bit of a tall order. But Daniel is basically like, give me a chance. I'm going to I'm going to give this a whirl. So he goes and prays, God, tell me what is going on with Pharaoh's dream. Give me wisdom in the night, and God does. He gives him the dream for Pharaoh or for, I'm sorry, Nebuchadnezzar, and he gives him the interpretation, which is wild. Hashtag goals right there, right? Honestly, I am praying and asking the Holy Spirit, and I have been for a while. I'm going to continue to, Lord, don't just give me interpretation for people's dreams, but tell me the dream even ahead of time. What a testimony. But in 2.22, it's right after God has revealed this to Daniel before he goes before Nebuchadnezzar, and it says, truly he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. That is speaking of God. And he goes on to say, I thank you and praise you, God of my ancestors, that you have given me wisdom and power, that you have made known to me what we've asked of you. You made known to us the dream of the king. So 2.22 is he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. 
So 222 is speaking to God, revealing deep and hidden things, which of course is what we are all about here on this podcast is really being being hungry for those deeper things and knowing that God is the God that loves to reveal. He loves to be known. He loves to share in revelation. Just like just like all of us, one of our greatest desires is to be known, to be truly known. And for God to be truly known, it takes those of us who are brave enough to ask him about what lies in hiddenness that he would bring up from the deep, from the deep parts of his heart and his character, that he would share those things with us so that we could know him better, know the way he feels, know the way he thinks about things, but also know the way he made the world work, the spiritual realm to work. So this is a beautiful picture of utter dependence on God, utter trust in his desire to share what's hidden in darkness. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. So if you're seeing two, 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 God might just be inviting you, hey, I know what lies in darkness, come and I want to reveal some deep things to you. If you're listening to this podcast, he is saying that to you. <laughs> but especially if you're seeing two twenty twos, that is what he's inviting you into. There's another 222 that is pretty significant to me. And honestly, there are many throughout scripture. So I would just dare you to open the Bible and start looking for 222s in every book and just see which ones jump out to you and what God is speaking through each one of those. There are some themes and then there are some that feel like they kind of stand alone, but in moments, God will absolutely use that to speak to you prophetically which he has done with me in this next scripture. We're going to go to Genesis 2, 22. And this one is really personal to me. If you've been following the podcast at all, you know I have uh, a heart to see real godly marriage and covenant restored. And I have been waiting through a word from the Lord for God to bring me the marriage that he has for me. And there's so much more to it. But today I just want to talk about how he has spoken to me through Genesis 2.22. What is happening in Genesis 2.22, you might ask? Well, I'm about to tell you. This is right after God has created Adam, and he has gone through the naming process, bringing all the animals to him. And essentially, Adam has seen all the animals and is recognizing they all have another of their kind. But Adam doesn't have another one of his kind. And so that's when it says that's when God says it's not good for a man to be alone. And he creates Eve. In verse 22 of the second chapter is when God made Eve from taking of the rib. It says, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib of Adam that he had taken out of him and he brought her to the man. This to me connects to the deep and hidden things that God loves to reveal to us because this design for union is really mysterious and it's it takes the gumption <laughs> to breathe underwater and to stay romantic and mystical even in recognizing that God's ways and God's design are different than how we might naturally think as people or they're different than we see the pattern around us in the world. 
And this to me is a really sacred scripture because it is speaking to God taking of the man, putting him to sleep, creating a woman that is fashioned from him. Literally right after this, when he sees her, Adam says, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, he immediately recognizes bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, where just before this, he had been naming the animals and observing the animals and recognizing that each one of them had one of his kind. And as soon as he sees Eve, he recognizes, oh, you're, you're of my kind. You're actually of my own bone. And it's in that verse, 2.22, when God created the counterpart and brought her to Adam. So 2.22 can also, if you're seeing that or God is speaking to you, depending on the context and what else he's revealing to you in your life, this can also speak about this beautiful, mysterious union and God preparing you preparing you for the mate that he has for you, whether you're a man and he's had you in a sleep state and he's going to open your eyes to the woman that he has for you or open the eyes of your heart. Or if you're a woman and you have been being created with God while this man is asleep and God is bringing you to this man in perfect timing. Just love that one. Mm. There's another beautiful interpretation of 2.22, which is in Ephesians 2.22. I'm not going to take the time to go through it right now, but I, I just advise you go and read it. It has to do with God making us into a temple for his spirit. And it's really about unity, really in the verses before that and the chapter, the whole chapter is about those who've been far off have been brought near and those who are separated have been brought together. There's a unity and we together are being built together into a temple as, as we're living stones being brought together to be built into one vessel that houses the Holy Spirit. Another deep and mysterious and mystical thing, isn't it? Okay, let's talk about 22. So the number 22, according to a couple different authors that I've been reading, has to do with personal revelation. So here's this theme of revelation still, right? Something that's been revealed that's in darkness, but is speaking about a light shining to reveal something and it's personal revelation for us. Oftentimes our personal revelation becomes corporate revelation, but I think it's interesting that it specifies, right? That is one way of interpreting 22. However, I would say the way that the Holy Spirit uses 22 and 2222, the most with me and the most with people where I'm interpreting a dream or I'm interpreting a vision or I'm helping them just talk about symbolism, comes from Isaiah 22. 22. Some of you may know this right off the bat. Others of you might not. I'm going to read it to you, but if you have a Bible, go ahead and open to, to Jeremiah. Oops, I'm sorry. Isaiah. Hello. 22, 22. This is where God is saying through Isaiah, prophesying about Jesus, that I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. 
What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Some versions will say, the doors that he opens, no man can shut, and the doors that he shuts, no man can open. I really like that imagery. And this is actually mirrored again in Revelation 3. Jesus himself is talking to the churches, and this is when he's talking to Philadelphia. And he says, these are the words of him who are holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds, and I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. This is Jesus talking about himself as the one with the key of David. And this is where I want to land today with 22. 22, 22, the key to every door, Jesus has it. I find it can be confounding and frustrating at times in my life where I am knocking on doors in the literal way sometimes But the metaphorical way is what I'm talking about. I'm waiting for an opportunity to open. I'm trusting God that he's going to open the door to relationships or open the door to finances or open the door to connections, open the door to ministry, open the door to whatever. And it can be really easy to forget that he's the one that holds the key. So often in church culture, there are so many things where we have preached from the pulpit about and used this very humanistic kind of rational knowledge that's not actually God's revelation at all of, hey, just work harder, just pursue more. Hey, if you were doing more to get prepared for your calling, just go out and do something and knock on all the doors until one opens. That is a really performance-oriented way to think about this. And I am not saying that we should not be knocking, especially if God is saying, hey, knock on doors and wait until I open one. But the key to open the door and the key to shut the door, the authority to shut the door that no man can open, belongs to God. That entirely belongs to God. So let's not get it twisted that, oh, if I would have done more, that that door would have opened. Listen, my friends, if that door didn't open, the sovereign one has kept it shut. Or, oh man, I wish God would have shut that door. I I don't know why I walked through that door. The sovereign God opened that door. Now, there are, of course, moments in our lives where we go barreling through and the Lord is not in something and we're just like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to walk through all of the doors that I want to. And he allows us to do that so often. But really the invitation with 22, especially 2222, is talking about the keys of David, of recognizing All authority belongs to Jesus and to trust him for that. And this has brought a lot of comfort to me in a lot of seasons, especially recent long season, where I have felt like every door that I see is shut. Even the ones God actually nudges me to knock on or leads me to knock on and continually knock on or ring the doorbell, if you will. Even the ones he leads me to knock on have not opened. Now, I have an opportunity in this moment to go, okay, well, I misunderstood or... God doesn't tell the truth, or God doesn't want this for me, or people are hindering me from being able to move forward. But the reality is this authority, the key of David, rests on his shoulders. And when we will surrender and submit our lives to him, and we'll actually wait for those doors that he can open, that no man can open, and that we will allow him to shut doors that no 
man can shut. Did I say that right? Mm. When we allow him, let's try that again. When we allow him to open the doors that no man can close and we allow him to close doors that no man can open, there it is, then we are really going to see the, the power and the purposes of God come to pass in our lives. I remember it years and years ago, you know, those moments when we're praying something and we have no idea how seriously God is going to take us in it. Oh my word. There's so many times I've worshiped to a certain song and, or prayed for a certain thing. And then, you know, just a couple of years later recognized, oh snap, you're actually took, you actually took me at my word there and you're, you're, you're doing that right now. Do you guys remember, this is just a fun side note. You remember that beautiful ocean song, that Hillsong ocean song, man. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Yeah, we love that one. I used to just get my worship onto that for a whole, I mean, year or two. That was the song. <laughs> ah, I look back on that so often now and I'm like, well, looking at the circumstances in my life and the stuff that I'd seen and the hardship that's come and the crazy things you've asked me to believe for, thats you've pretty much answered that prayer. I was worshiping out of my spirit. The spirit was leading me to worship that. And now God has taken me to places where my trust is without borders. I am walking on the waters and I have no sight of land. <laughs> In the same way, you know, we're like, God, I give you my whole life. I yield everything. I surrender to you. And this is what I had prayed years and years ago, I remember saying to God at some point, I don't want a life that looks like I could make it happen. It'd be easy for me to graduate high school, go to college, stay where I grew up, find a good man, get married, have babies. But that just wasn't in my spirit to do that. That felt like, yeah, of course I could make that happen. Everyone around me is making that happen. It's not hard to make that happen. What I want is I want a life that is marked by the miracles of God. I want a life where it's so clear there's no way Margot could have done that. <laughs> that was totally a God thing. And that sounds really exciting to have that kind of life and want that kind of life. And it is. But I didn't realize what I was signing up for because since then, when I have stopped making things happen in my own strength, when I have stopped trying to push down doors or shut doors that have been opened for me, Things have gone really differently than I thought. But this is God's heart. This is the level of ruthless trust and his desire for our lives to be really seen by the world, to be marked by movements of God's sovereign hand and, and sovereign arm. Same as even just talking about Joseph a handful of episodes ago, his his story is always narrating different parts of my life to me. But in that same way, Joseph had no idea God was going to make him second in command in all of Egypt and make him an instrument to essentially save these nations, the nation of Israel and the nation of Egypt. He had no idea that was the height God wanted to bring him to, that God wanted to open that door. That door no man can shut. But did Joseph go straight there? No, he did not. He went through a lot before God ended up opening that door. God shut a ton of doors before he opened that one. But that's just an illustration of the kind of miracles, the kind of abundance, the kind of uh, promotion and prosperity God has in mind for us in our lives. And as we yield to him and allow him to open the doors that no man could ever open, it is thrilling to see the doors that he opens and will open. And it's so 
healing and comforting and empowering and deeply connecting in our relationship with him to recognize God is real. He is a person and he is moving all the time. And to see him do something like that for us just puts our, our heart back in the place it's meant to be, in this place of humility and childlikeness, recognizing that he is God and we are not. And I feel that it's really on his heart for me to bring up this interpretation of 2222 today or the number 22 because this is the people he's looking for to recognize this is who I am. I am Jesus and I have the power to shut doors and to open doors. Will you trust me? Don't be discouraged by those doors that aren't opening. Don't be discouraged by those doors that I'm shutting. I have a plan. I hold the keys. Will you trust me in that? So on that note, I'm going to leave you with those things to ponder, to chew on, to say law about. And I just want to say, if you are a 22 person, if God's been using 22 for you or 222 for you, and you have a completely different interpretation, amazing. There is not only one. These are the ones that God is consistently using and speaking in, in my experience, and as I'm talking to other prophets and people who are uh, operating a lot in the revelatory realm, but he could be using 22 to speak to you about anything. In fact, I would love to know how God is using 22 to speak to you in your life. If he's using it to speak in a way that I have not mentioned today and I did not cover, would you please send me an email? Would you find me on social media? Find a way to communicate to me how God is using 22 in your life. I would love to hear testimonies. I would love to hear leadings. And as always, I would love to hear how God is impacting you, what you're learning through this podcast. Please keep me in touch with that. I want to be releasing content that is applicable to you, but also that is in tandem what, what God is speaking about coming from his heart. So I won't know that unless you tell me what you're learning, what you need, what your questions are. I am here for you. And of course, until next time, happy dreaming. <laughs>